Hello, my lovely, and welcome to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie, and I'm your host and the chief weirdo of Carrie Out Loud. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. And as a woman with ADHD who mentors women with ADHD, I am here to help you harness the traits you contend with and show you how to work with them and not against them. So that way your business will grow and thrive with a lot less stress and overwhelm and you can have a lot more fun. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to the ADHD Entrepreneur. How are you? I hope that you are doing so well. And if you're brand new around here, welcome. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. Um, The ADHD content starts around episode 59, but this podcast has evolved. It has evolved over time and originally started out with more anxiety-based information. So more of that and my origin story are at the beginning. So if you feel like you want to go take a listen, feel free. But if you just want to start fresh and start here, that's great as well. And I'd also love to ask that if you love the episode, that you take a screenshot and tag me um, so that I know that you loved the episode and I can say thank you personally. So that's getting all of the business out of the way. Today, today we're going to talk about ADHD. It's an ADHD focus. And one of my clients sent me a text message and It made me extremely happy because I gave her a concept in our coaching that she, I guess, had never thought of or used, you know, because with our ADHD brains, there's so much information going in, going out, you know, we're creating, we're thinking of things all the time of what we need to be doing, what we should have been doing, what we're supposed to be doing, we didn't get done, et cetera, right? So we have a lot of things going on in our mind. So we were talking about negative self-talk. And this is something that ADHDers experience a lot, a negativity bias. And a lot of it is aimed at ourselves. We think it's about us, that we are the problem, that we're the ones that are the issue in any situation. We will quickly blame ourselves. But a lot of times it's lies. Are there times where you're responsible for something and you take radical radical responsibility for it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that that's something that we should all do. However, when we're thinking of things about ourselves that logically we know aren't true, but emotionally we have a problem like understanding that, I created what I call proof of the opposite. So I gave her this tool. And essentially what I told her was, anytime you have a thought that's negative about yourself, anytime that you have a thought that may be, you know, not even close to true, is to use proof of opposite. And what she said to me was, I'm reading, this is a direct quote, Real talk, a phrase you mentioned to me on our last coaching session was key to how I've been operating 
negating wacky thoughts proof of the opposite. That's what she said. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be an episode because I want to teach you how to use this tool. This tool is really cool because it's something you can do right in the moment. And the more you do it, the more it trains your brain to start turning away from that negativity bias, more towards the positivity that you have in you as well, and making you feel more empowered just in general. Um, So what this means is taking the negative thought about yourself and proving yourself wrong, proving that thought wrong. So what my therapist called it was putting your thought on trial. I loved that. (laughs) I've been told before that I should have been an attorney. My uncle was an attorney for 40 years. So anytime there's like trials or lawyers or anything like that, I always laugh because it's like, yep, that's something that I could, that's a road I could have gone down. But I loved the idea that she put it, put the thought on trial. And that's really what proving the opposite is. So let's say your brain tells you, you are so lazy. You did not get anything done today that you said you were going to do. You are just a lazy ass. Because these are the lovely, delightful things that our brains like to say to us, even though they're not true. Because we have underdevelopment in our emotional area of our brain, and we have an underdevelopment of logic as well. So (laughs) that is why we contend with some of the things that we contend with when it comes to that logic and that negative self-talk and the impulsivity and some of the other things that we deal with, right? So putting it on trial meaning proof of the opposite, is start to list out all of the things that prove you aren't lazy. That prove that what your brain is telling you is not the truth. Because what this does is it creates a roadblock. So you start to have the thought You create the roadblock. No, I'm not going to think that thought. And not only am I not going to think that, I'm going to prove to myself why it's not true so that I can move past it faster. So first thing I would say is think about whose voice it's in, whatever the statement is that's, that's coming into your mind. Is it you? Is it someone you knew when you were younger? Is it a parent? Is it someone you know now? Is it a societal norm? <laughs> you know, is it something that that is not something you would say to yourself, but it's a thought that's coming into your mind about yourself, maybe based on things you've heard in the past, possibly before you were even diagnosed with ADHD, or even if you aren't diagnosed and you're pretty sure you have it or at least have you know, in the arena of neurodivergence of some sort, this is a really valuable tool you can use. And it's actually based in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. I am not a therapist. I do not claim to be one on TV. (laughs) I am here as a person with my own personal experiences and what I've learned 
from many different arenas, as well as from being in therapy for ADHD specific things. And this is truly based in a therapeutic method. So this is about proving to yourself that thought is wrong. So this helps you with the neuroplasticity. I've talked about neuroplasticity before, but if you haven't been here long enough, it is where we can create a different pathway in our brain by doing something else over and over and over and over again. So we have a negative thought. I'm lazy. Say that is a negative thought you have a lot. Focus on that one. So every time your brain tries to tell you, I am lazy because I can't do the dishes. I am lazy because I didn't do the laundry today. I am lazy because, and it's giving you all these reasons why you are lazy. You're going to stop. Like you're going to cut that as quickly as possible. Like just try not to even let the thought finish itself out if you can. But as that thought comes up, I want you to start to name things that prove the opposite of that. I'm raising two healthy, happy children. I get up and I go to work each day and I'm pretty decent at my job. I own my own business and it runs smoothly because I was smart enough to set it up to work with my brain, not against it. That's not lazy. Think of all of the opposing opinions. Put the thought on trial. Is it true that you're lazy though? Like really? (laughs) You can even just take a look at your past week probably and find things that prove the opposite of being lazy. Legitimately. I had this exact one. That's why I'm bringing up this exact one. Because I have been ill for three weeks. The majority of it was a very saturated time period of like four days. But it is lingering. It's lingering. It's been lingering for three weeks. I've had a cough. I'm feeling much better. But I was feeling very weak. I was doing the best that I could, making sure my clients were serviced and making sure I got plenty of rest so that I could get well. And as I'm laying there, sick as a dog, my brain is trying to tell me, you're lazy. (laughs) And when I was sick, I just kind of roll over like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. I'm, I'm fucking sick. Like, <laughs> I'm not lazy. I'm just sick. But then once I started feeling a little better, my own brain started giving me like this guilt trip. Well, you were going to do bop, bop, and bop for your business and you haven't done that yet. So now that you're feeling just a little better, <clears throat> you need to go ahead and do that right now. And I started to feel like, oh, yep, I got to start doing that right now. <laughs> And I'd go to stand up to do whatever. And my body would be like, nope, nope, we're not doing that. (laughs) We're not doing that today. And I wasn't letting my body have enough downtime. And yet I still was telling myself I was lazy. 
we had a short trip we were going on to do something. So as an ADHD person, I had a huge win because usually I'm very black and white. And I'd be like, I'm canceling this whole trip. But what I realized was there was a bed that I could sleep in and I could go to the two events. I wasn't contagious, still enjoy myself, but also allow myself to rest. And it was one of the first times where I was able to say, I'm going to try to manage both. And it worked because I got plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, and I was able to have these experiences. And so I'm really grateful that I did that. But my brain was still trying to tell me that I was lazy because of certain things I wasn't doing for my work that frankly could wait, could absolutely wait. It is a pressure I put onto myself. It's a pressure that I made up because I own my own fucking business. <laughs> There's no timelines. The only timelines I have are for my current clients. That will never be a problem. But certain other things, my to get to do list and some of the tweaks I want to make. Um, behind the scenes, I want to do a little CEO work. I'm like, oh, you should be doing these since I mean you're in bed. Why not do these? You're, you, you could do. No, I, I, I had like no brain power, and yet I was still hearing that I was lazy. <clears throat> so I went into proof of opposite. Like you're not lazy. You're sick. And when you're sick, you take care of yourself. You take care of your body. You get enough sleep, you get enough water, you get enough rest. That's not laziness, that's self-care. Because if you aren't taking care of your basic needs, eating fairly well, water, sleeping, moving your body, taking your supplements or your medications, if you aren't doing those baseline things, Nothing else can be built on concrete. And that's whether you have ADHD or not. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. If everyone did, did work on one of those things every few weeks and got all of them into a good rhythm, which I get is easier said than done. But if you start with one thing and start making that the habit and then create a habit stack, so that you get those things done and under your belt as many days as you can, as possible. I know people have kids. I know people have jobs. I know people have businesses they're working on. I know that life has a lot of things going on. But like they say on an airplane, and you've heard this a million times, and I have said this a million times, if your own oxygen mask isn't on, your plane is fucking going down, and you aren't going to be able to breathe. <laughs> In other words, you have to put that mask on first or else you're not going to be able to be any good for anybody else. I am not a stupid person and I do understand that not everybody has as much help as they need. They do not have as much care as they need. 
when it comes to ADHD or having the capability to stop or having the capability to rest. But that is why I chose to be an entrepreneur is because I know that the way my brain works and the way life works for neurodivergent people is very different. I chose this life on purpose. I'm not going to talk about business very much because this is an all ADHD episode, but I'm talking about why I do the work the way that I do. I don't have to be somewhere at a certain time and leave at a certain time. I get to kind of maneuver my schedule. I get to work around my energy levels. If you have the capability to find little pockets and ways to do that in your day-to-day life, it will help you. And then what happens when these thoughts come up, I'm lazy, why can't I just dot, 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 like fill in the blank, why can't I just do X, Y, Z? You have a tool now. You have a tool that's going to immediately stop your thought Replace it with putting that thought on trial, which can be done relatively quickly. This is not like a 10 or 20 minute exercise. This is like hearing, okay, Carrie, you are so lazy. No, I went to school. I raised an entire human being to be 20 years old and um, doing well in the world. I uh, learned how to drive a car. I go to the gym six days a week. I run a business that I love and, 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 and. Those things all prove that I'm not lazy. And there's probably a thousand more. I don't care if you find two or three things because you're in a place where you have a hard time seeing the good. That's why you have to get around other people who have ADHD who are in that place where they are aiming to thrive. Because proof of opposite won't work if we're going to stay stuck. There are things we can do to help ourselves. I'm not going to name a big gamut of them right now, but... There are many things that we can do, especially once we're diagnosed, that we can do to help ourselves. There are even things we can do when we're not diagnosed to help ourselves, (laughs) you know? Most people realize they have ADHD because they saw something somebody else said or did and was like, that kind of sounds like me. I just did a post talking about women being under underdiagnosed, which, you know, I talk about a lot. It's like boys get it. Boys have it happen at seven. That's the average age for boy diagnosis. Women is 37. And we have to wing it until we get there. (laughs) So if you don't think you're resilient, if you don't think, if you think you're lazy, think about the fact that you've gotten to where you are right now, today in your life, if you're undiagnosed, unmedicated, but you're pretty sure that this is where you are. Think about the fucking fact that you got where you are. (laughs) You're still here. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You're still moving. That means you can do any fucking thing you want because you're still here. You still have the capacity. 
You can still fight for your rights to get tested. You can still fight to get care. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend it's easy for everybody. I know for a fact it's not. I know in certain other countries, it's like a two-year wait just to get seen for a diagnosis. Here in the U.S., I hear people talking about eight months, but depending on where you are, it can be shorter. There's online companies that test and have the capacity to prescribe medication and all that jazz. There are ways to make it happen. If you need a diagnosis, there are resources. But you have to want them. If you don't want them, if you don't want to change, you're going to stay stuck. If you want to hear that thought and just go, yep, I'm lazy, it's true. Then I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you. Or maybe I can, but until you want to be aware and really start getting curious, then things won't change. But what I know about the Lady Squad is you guys are resilient. You guys do want to have growth mindset, which means you're always knowing that you can change and grow and that your brain is malleable, that you can create roadblocks, that you can create ways to stop certain things from happening in your mind and redirect them. These are all the things that I teach, that I coach on, that I help women with. So to hear somebody tell me that proof of the opposite, or like my therapist called it, putting your thoughts on trial, which cracked me up because I had proof of opposite like for a while. And I was like, ooh, put it on put it, put it on trial. It's a good, a good way to put it. So challenge those negative beliefs. Can you challenge them? Do you have trouble challenging them? What's stopping you from challenging them? Do you feel like you're in a circumstance where it's never going to get any better? I remember feeling that way for a while. Thought it wasn't going to get better until one day it did. Because one thing you'll know about, my, about me uh, I teach to all of my clients is that we are some of the most resilient people built because we've had to be up until the point where we finally got some sort of help. So if that's the only thing that you can remember is that you've gotten to where you are right now and you have survived and succeeded 100% of your hardest days, you've have gotten through them. That's a start. That's a start of mindset change. So that's really it about proof of opposite. Um, if you have questions about it, hit me up in the DMs or go to my website. You can always send me a message there. Um, and I'm going to be adding a fun little ending to the show because I've kind of wanted to do a little thing like this, but... I haven't been able to really figure out what it would be or what could be funny or interesting or, you know, that you guys can participate in anonymously, of course. And I've asked a question box on Friday and I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. So what I asked was, 
what are what is the most ADHD thing that you did this week? So my answer is that I had my sunglasses. Um, I couldn't find them. We we're on our way out the door. I was looking everywhere in my purse. I have two spare pair of sunglasses in there. So I put one of them on. We get to our first stop. I go to put my sunglasses up on my head and my other sunglasses are already on my head. <laughs> that was probably the most ADHD thing I did this week. Here are the other four answers that I got. And I'm hoping this list starts growing exponentially to where I have to like push it off because I want to hear, um, because this helps you understand you're not on this road by yourself at all. <laughs> and that's the most important thing is to know that there's, there is community for you. So Number one, I binged my kid's Halloween candy for the extra dopamine hit. I laughed because I asked, it was a shitty candy or is it the good kind? She's like, it's the good kind. I'm like, okay, you get a pass there. Um, the second one was per perhaps the better question for me is, what isn't the most ADHD thing I did? <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. Uh, next was started a fight with my husband because I was bored. no comment. <laughs> I really don't try to do that, but that's definitely something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And the last one, which is executive functioning and ADHD at its finest is forgot to put in my prescription. <laughs> so that's what we end the week with. Those are the four things, um, the four most ADHD things I got this week. And hopefully we'll be able to continue this on. I'll be asking this every Friday in my stories on Instagram. So feel free to go and answer. Everything will be done anonymously. And if you'd like to share and you heard this episode, go ahead and DM it to me and I'll write it down for next week. You don't even have to share it in the question box if you don't see it. You can just share it. So anyway. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word on the podcast and you love what you're hearing, again, screenshot it, tag me in it, tell me what you loved about it, go to Apple, give me a good rating, five stars, leave a message of what episode you loved and why. Anything like that really helps the show get pushed out and seen by more people and the more women that know about ADHD as a possibility the more the mission spreads. So <laughs> I see you. I love you and your spicy ass brain and I'm rooting for you always. So until next time, bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. And I would like to ask a little favor of you because I'm trying to get to as many women with ADHD as possible. Please like, share, subscribe, give a five-star review, and you could even post a screenshot in your stories and tag me so that I can thank you because the more women that this podcast gets to, the more we can help women like us. So thank you so much for sticking around till the end, and I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye.